What's shaking, cats and kittens? This is Rob Lee from Truth in This Art, your favorite podcast. Every week, I help share the stories of artists, cultural leaders, and entrepreneurs. Small business is the backbone of a thriving community. So this month, I want to show some extra love to our presenting sponsor and small business, Double Dutch Boutique. For the holidays, remember to shop small, shop local. Double Dutch Boutique carries locally made in Baltimore vendors such as This Sporting Life, Creative King, Black Radish Handmade, and so much more. Head on over to 1021 West 36th Street in Hamden or on the web at www.doubledutchboutique.com and tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I, I have the distinct pleasure here in studio. Yeah, studio. It's a Friday, so we're in studio. I'm here with senior footwear creative with experience in both performance run and sportswear. Please welcome Yuri Mile. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here. So let's 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 get into it. Tell me about your your work. Uh, I'm going to keep it bland. I'm not even going to say with where. Just tell me about your work because I'm sure it's more than just that one area yeah uh well i mean i do spend a great deal of my time um working at under armor um so currently i am a design director uh in footwear there and leading up like the training space um we have a partnership with the rock Dwayne the rock johnson which i deal with all that stuff on the footwear side and also um we have like a recovery category that we're kind of emerging now so been doing that but yeah i mean a lot of my work is it's uh Holistically, I think it's around creating products for people um, that, you know, are solutions for them and their performance needs, and also, like, aesthetically and fashion-wise as well, right? And so uh, I think footwear is kind of an avenue for both. I think if things can be functional and beautiful at the same time, then that's a double win, so... Is is definitely a double. As you probably noticed when when you came in, I, I have a few Under Armour items on currently, and uh, that's just what I do, you know, like, you know, here's the thing, because they, I, I kind of gravitate towards certain items that are in that sports style kind of space. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can just wear this all the time. And when I went back to work in a day job, I was like, ah, I've been wearing kind of like, like workout-ish stuff that's fashionable. So I, that jacket, these, these like pants I have on. I'll wear those all the time. I say, yeah, I gotta wash these eventually. I'm kind of kind of living that life or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it was like I, I, it gave me this false sense of like, yo, these are clothes, right? It's like, yeah, but also you can't always wear them. <laughs> so, tell me about the, the process in in terms of conception to well, tell me the process, but key in on maybe the conception components of like this is the thing that we want to do. Yeah. To the actual like rollout piece of it. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, I guess there's a couple different ways that it can happen. I mean, the the formal way I think it happens with with most com- companies is you know you've got like a, a team of people. Um, there's obviously like an overarching marketing agenda in in what they're trying to promote and certain things. But when you get to the actual product teams, you usually have a, a PLM who's like a project line manager and they're kind of creating briefs. Uh, you have a design function and like a development function. And in an ideal scenario, all three of those uh, components kind of work together. And, you know, when we're working on projects, we're working about 18 months ahead of time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's time in that calendar to where you're going to look and say, like, what do we want to do? And that should be kind of 
uh, vetted against what are the business needs, right, in order to grow, continue growing this business. But like, and then what aspirational things do we want to deliver, creative things that maybe, you know, we're not doing yet, things that we're looking at in the marketplace that are maybe starting to emerge mm-hmm. um, and figuring out how we can, um, you know, enter that space in a meaningful way. And so I think it's a, it's a couple different ways of how things can come sometimes or just like things that are like, all right, cool, we... We we did a fat tire a year ago, so now we need to update it, right? And so you just kind of know that's coming. But then there's like, well, what if there's a different concept altogether, and we're seeing a, a completely new trend? How do we how do we get in the market for that? Um, but once you kind of have those briefs kind of created, um, and you know, usually they're they're the best ones are built with everyone in mind. You know, everyone's kind of input to a degree. Um, it kind of starts with just like you know. Seeing what what's out there in the market currently, seeing mm-hmm. what things can kind of help inform inform that. What are people? What are consumers uh, doing in this space? Right to help like validate why you're doing this thing to begin with. Correct. Yeah. Sometimes you can create things that nobody needs. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and and it could be a sense of you're just too early. Right. Or maybe no one really needs it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So you want to kind of you know be validated and and what it is you're kind of creating and and see that there's a a usage for it. Um, And then it's about, you know, what kind of, for me, like aesthetic inspiration I'm looking to, whether it be architecture, whether it be, I could be reading a book about something and it could be a really interesting concept that could strike, like it could cause me to think differently about something Mm -hmm. and then I could maybe somehow uh, utilize that in my process. or it could be something very aesthetic. It could be, you know, some people love looking at cars. Some people love looking at furniture and product design. For me, it's not like any one thing. It's really just like, what's the, the, the I guess, maybe mood it yeah. is I'm trying to uh, communicate. And if I find, I'll just like, my mind will be like on that wavelength. And I'll just see things that are like, yo, that would be cool. Right, like I'm right now. I'm looking around this room and I'm seeing like the foam on the walls. And I'm like, this is a really cool texture for like rubber. Like yeah. or this is a really cool like molding pattern for like TPU. Like it's just I see stuff all the time. So uh, you know, and I, I kind of like put it in my mind in certain places. And then it's like when I feel there's a project, I'm like, oh, I remember seeing that yeah. thing on the wall. That was really cool. The different directions. I could be a traction pattern. Like yeah, I'm a, you know. And so um, yeah, it's kind of like random in that way but yeah. still yet very focused at the same time and so collecting a lot of information a lot of visual a lot of uh i guess just like uh just visual ideas and then i kind of apply them based upon well, what is the usage what do i want to communicate what's the mood and then like functionally like what do i want this thing to do um you know is this product more about you know, is it more functional-led and performance-led, or, or is is this going to be more about comfort? And so, therefore, like, my uh, aesthetic choices might lean one one way or another based upon what I'm trying to communicate. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, like, all just the inception part of it. For me now, like, I used to, I used to sketch a whole lot. Yeah. Like, I... I Back in my, like, I used to work at Puma back in the day, and I, I still have this notebook. It's, like, when I first started, and I got this big project, and I got... I was... I just didn't know... I was just so scared. And so I just, like, sketch. I filled a whole sketchbook with just one project. Like, it, all these different variations. It was crazy. But now I got to the point to where it's, like, I think about what I want to accomplish first, what, you know, um, like I was kind of explaining. And yeah. so I've learned to, like, refine a lot of things in my mind. And then by the time I'm sketching things down, it's more this, like, refined concept. And now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of just working out lines and working out, like, all right, how does this aesthetically balance together? Um, but from then, once you've kind of got that process, you start getting your ideas down on paper, um, and kind of in your mind, it's like, well, you, you know, we have design presentations. We have like these, um, 
25 percent is 50 75 100 and so you kind of go through the design phase you're presenting the design you're building a presentation around it and explaining the concept to people and your different ideas and basically as you go on you're like narrowing down and getting more uh, finite with where, where you're trying to go um, and as you're doing that you know you're starting to think about then like okay for footwear specifically, it's like materials, right? Yeah. Think about materials, and I mean, materials are a beast of their own in terms of just all the things you could do. Um, and so you're trying to think about that because those things, you know, form is one thing, color is another thing, materials are a whole other thing. And so all these different things, and as a designer, you're trying to use all these different mediums to like come together and make sense um, and just kind of communicate something really beautiful. Um, and so all these parts kind of come into the process. And once you start to get that, and usually you have teams of people that also like help with that. So there'll be like a color designer uh, to help with. There'll be a material material person to help with, um, help you with that as well. Um, and you kind of got that. And then from there, once it's like this beautiful concept on paper, right on screen, yeah. um, or maybe even a 3D, uh, it's time to kind of make it real. And so from there, we have to create these like tech packs, which are pretty much like, you know, just these very detailed drawings because like you're taking this thing from 2D to 3D now, and so yeah. you have to communicate that. And usually, your you know your your development partners are in Asia, maybe, or you know sometimes in Europe, depending upon where you're working. And um, you know, you're communicating these things to these factories, and then they're kind of going back and forth. And you're, you know, getting this thing now from paper to this actual 3D model or sample, and then you're kind of working it. And it's just like it's on, kind of ongoing process. And it's funny because like. It could go on forever in terms of uh, being a creative. I'm sure you, you've had that feeling where just you, you keep messing with something and tweaking mm -hmm. it because your you know ideas are changing and now you're like okay, and so you have to kind of learn how to like mm, how to set a like a, a end goal for yeah. yourself and and just kind of stick to that and know that you know I'm sure nothing ever feels like this is it. You know, yeah. you know, but you, you kind of learn like, OK, cool. This is as good as it can be for for the time that I've set myself, you know, to, to be in this thing. And and uh, you move on, because, again, in this in this world that I'm in, it's like we're creating products, uh, you know, all the time. And so you're working on multiple things, multiple seasons. So there's always an opportunity to kind of learn um, from, you know, what you did put out. And now for the next iteration, it's like, okay, well, how can I improve? Mm -hmm. The feedback that I get from the marketplace, you know, they're saying this thing. So, all right, so now we can update this thing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the process yeah. all in all. So. What that, thank you. Now I feel like I should be going into, like, design. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I mean, designers. yeah, yeah, sure. Take this. Podcast sneakers, let's make it happen. <laughs> hey. Let's make it happen. It's just like, there was a definitely for comfort because we all sit on our asses yeah. all the time. That's all we do. Yeah. Yeah, just sit on our asses and talk into microphones. Um, use this, like, material. Um, so, what, this, this is not even on here, but I, I think, yeah, the always kind of progressing and looking at, like, where you're at. It's not really that finished product or what have you, but it's like I have to get something out there. So, one of the things that I kind of took from people and, I guess, the marketplace, the, the consumer, the listeners, what have you, would be, like, yeah, we want to learn a little bit more about, like, the guest, mm -hmm. like, outside of, hey, they make this, they do this, this is cool, great yeah. learn about the process. And that enabled me to come up with, like, or kind of informed me to come up with these rapid-fire questions. And okay. you'll get those at the end. Um, but essentially, it's like, yo, I may want to know what this guy, what movie this guy likes. I might want to know, like, yo, like, so what are you eating? What are you eating for your last meal? I might want to know that. Yeah. So that gives an extra layer, and it doesn't feel like, 
it, it's it's stagnant. So if I go back to and again doing this podcast since like the summer of 2019, go back to there and seeing like how much has grown and how much has changed. And ultimately, I still feel like it's still part of that same like line. Yeah, it's not so different, but it's still like progression. What kind of thinker would you describe yourself as? Because when you're describing that process, I was just like, I relate to it, but I was like, oh, you're you're in a different place. You're in a different place, and I dig it. Um, I mean, definitely analytical in yeah. a lot of ways. I think. Uh, uh, you know, my first response was like over overthinker because I think <laughs> I had to do that. But it, it works out in terms of products. I don't know if it works out in terms of like interactions with people or trying to like assume what people are going to do and all that stuff. But but when it comes to products, um, definitely analytical. I think it's it's a combination of uh, yeah, just like thinking about what it is I want to accomplish and like then thinking about like well, how is that best communicated in, in other places and you know familiar that are like adjacent to what it is I'm trying to do and trying to just analyze okay, like what elements from that do, then do I need to distill to and impute into this thing so that people can like intrinsically just like or innately get what it is I'm trying to do. Um, and so yeah, and I, I just spend a lot of time being in my head, like I said before, I even get to the points where I'm like sketching things out because I need to have a I need to set up in my mind like here's the goals of this project here's what I want it to do deliver upon here's the mood I want it to kind of exude and you know I need to have all that kind of like figured out so that way it really just creates guardrails for me because again when you're creating like it's very easy and like I said earlier on my career I didn't put those guardrails up for myself and I would just spin my wheels and so yeah I think I've definitely honed in like and refined my ability to like kind of like analyze and decide what it is I'm trying to accomplish before I just like get into it thank you from from an aesthetic standpoint Under Armour always felt like good functionally I always kind of looked at this is close to equipment versus mm. this is something that oh shit this is fire I could, I could wear this with this fit um, and aesthetically you know it's like not that much but that's changed I think what is what is your take on it what, what was the the thinking and maybe that shift um, yeah I, I think people are just starting to kind of understand that you know consumers um, are not like monoliths in a certain way like so I think you know people you can focus on a certain element of a person's life but I think more another more than ever nowadays we're seeing that people are a multitude of, of things right they're not just being categorized as just this thing like whereas you know growing up like you only really thought of the athletes as like just the athletes that's all you really had access to is yeah. like you see what they do on court and that's what you cared about and now it's like you see what they do on court, you see what they do off court, and like sometimes what they do off court is more interesting than what they do on court, and mm -hmm. they built persona. So it's like, and I think that's kind of like, um, you know, manifested that kind of thinking just in general, like with people. So you're, you have more access, and we see that people are more dimensional than what we might want to or what we were giving credit uh, for before. And so I think the consumer, yeah, like they are athletes and they want to do these things, but they also want to look good. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I think companies that pay attention to what consumers are doing, um, they they shift and they start to, to make things that will um, that their consumers can kind of live with 
in and out of whatever activities and you know and so i think we've been kind of doing a bit more of that i know that's kind of been a driving factor for me um my background you know it doesn't really come from sport so like though i can understand and i want to understand you know what are the functional things that we need to accomplish it's like i care about personally like is this thing fire yeah does this look good absolutely because i want i want people to buy it and 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 want to interact with it beyond the experience of just like all right we worked out and you do that for a couple hours but it's like what are you doing for the other hours you know so um i you know that's kind of my personal like just belief and i i think you know it's we've been seeing that kind of um happen a lot more within the brand so it's exciting that's that's great and like i feel like it's moved up that tier at least from my standpoint like there are you know, certain things that I'll buy, uh, being more focused around the fitness and working out the athletic side of things. It's like, let me get these ASICs. These are my, my training shoes or what have you. And it's like, no more Andover for my training shoes. Like, this is kind of my, my, my fashion fit right here. Yeah. This is like, oh, I'm, I'm going out with the with the misses and yeah. I'm going to put on my Under Armour sneakers. <laughs> That's great to hear, man. You know, I still want to make sure, you know, I, I hope we're still delivering things that are also performance. I think the yeah. best p- place to be is when you're in between where it's like, nah, these are my... You know, these work really well, and they also look good. So I'm going to go to the gym in them, and I'm going to walk outside the gym, and I'm going to go to bar in these, too, and I'm going to do this. And so, you know, that's kind of where I, I see the bullseye being just kind of, like, in the middle of all those spaces. So you, you touched on what, whether something that's just, like, pop and something's, like, like fire. So this is a loaded question. But oh, boy. All right. d- define fashion. Um, is it a concept of fashion? Is, is the concept of fashion something that – you routinely revisit, and I, and I would imagine, yes. Um, but how has that changed for you, maybe how you define it from the beginning of your career to where you're at now? Fashion, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a construct of made, you know, it, it's evolving, right? I think the act of, or the, yeah, the act of being fashionable is, is very subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as time goes on, we... As a, I don't know, culture uh, or people in general, like we were more accepting of just like different subcultures and subsets of fashion and thing, you know, or I, th- I felt like when I was younger, like it was only like a couple ways to look or dress. <laughs> right. And now it's like there's so many more variations and, and just different trends. And, and and there was like a time where like I feel like growing up you were either in fashion or you were out of it. Like, mm-hmm. right, this was in style or you were out of it. And now it's like, nah, because we, it's like transcended the moment. And it's just like, you, we can go back and look to, you know, how people were dressing in the 50s and be inspired by that. And that can be your 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 style. And yeah. you are it's fashionable, yeah. right? Or you could be looking to this very futuristic, uh, you know, utopian or dystopian aesthetic that isn't, you know, we're not even ready for it yet and that can be your style and that's fashionable as well right so there's no like i don't even know what it means to not be fashionable anymore i just think it's more so you just knowing what you like and and kind of like sticking to that or even if you're like i'll jump around today i want to be in this and that like so i guess i don't it's it's liberating in a way to where i don't feel beholden to like a look really and I can put on things that if I like it and if it makes sense and I can explain if someone were to ask, like, why are you wearing that? Like, and I can, you know, and even if it's just like, yo, this is mad comfortable and it feels really good. Like that, that's like functional, you know, fashion. And that's great. It's, you know, so 
Yeah, I think it's just been expanded for me, and I, I don't know that there's, I don't know there's a wrong way. Yeah. You know. I I definitely function as a thing. That's why I wear so much Carhartt. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, workwear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember my man. I was sitting and recording at the home studio. My, my uh, co-host Torn. He was like, "Why do you look like you're in a Cuban baseball team?" Because <laughs> I had like the red Under Armour long sleeve base layer yeah. with like the the blue Carhartt over it. Oh wow! Okay. And he was just like, "Are you batting fourth? Like, what's <laughs> happening?" And I was like, "Look, you can kiss my ass. What you can do." Um, so who are, who are some of who or what are some of your um, aspirations in creating designs? You, you you touched on like kind of where it comes from. It can come from anything such as this, yep. anything in terms of like architecture. But let's key in on something that is super, super odd. Like, yo, I was eating some kumquats and I was looking at the seeds. And I was like, yo, you know what? That'll look fire on a sneaker. What, what comes to mind for you when it comes to a really odd source of inspiration? Man. Um... <coughs> This is just coming to mind, so, and I don't even know if I've necessarily found a way to utilize it yet, but I, I remember uh, being on campus and uh, being on the parking lots and walking from the parking lot to the building, and I guess it rained, and there was like a Tesla outside, and there, there was like raindrops all over this Tesla. But like from the way the light was hitting it, and I guess the actual, um, like on the glass part of the roof and, and mm. the back, like there's some sort of treatment on it that makes it like iridescent yeah. when the water hits it. And so it was all these little water driplets, and it, but they were all like iridescent only on the water driplets. And like, so like the, you know, the glass is like black or it looks black, but then like what the driplets were, it was like these like little mini iridescent rainbows kind of, all, and it, it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I remember like just being up on this car, just taking all these photos. Cause it just, I'd never seen anything like that yeah. before. And I'm still trying to figure like, how do I implement that somewhere in a project? But yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be, it can be anything, man. I mean, I've, I've been inspired by other you know, apparel things like the fat tire, for instance, was kind of inspired by like, um, jet, like samurai, um, you know, armor, which was really, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the whole thing with that, um, there's these, uh, so if you look at samurai armor, you've ever seen, like, you've got the, obviously the panel pieces, but there's like some really intricate knots like they're, you know, Japanese are just very intricate, like ornate everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. Everything's purposeful and just beautiful. But they have these things called these agamaki knots. And I, I was researching those and they're like this functional yet beautiful element. There's different ways and arrangements. You can tie them and they meant different things. They can mean prosperity, good fortune. They could harness back to like your families, whatever, like all these different things. But at the same time, they were like these functional pieces that you could like hang armor on and all this stuff. And so for the fat tire, the um, the lacing system was like heavily inspired by that because it was just kind of like this very like ornate thing, but yet functional at the same time. So it, it can be anything, man. I, I'm marking out over here. I was like, uh, why aren't we friends? You, 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 I have a shoe that has, jab I, I have like three Japanese tattoos, so okay. it's, it's ridiculous. And now I'm just over here marking out. I was like, yeah, this is a perfect addition for that month I was telling you about. So yeah, yes, I'm awesome, man. Very, very happy now. Should even get on my face now. Um, so advice time. Let's, let's look at this. Yeah. Um, what are the most critical aspects of designing clothes, shoes, and, and where would an inspiring designer start, whether it be a, a certain program, whether it be having that sketchbook? What, what does that look like for you? Um, well, I guess it's, it's a couple of things. I think 
to it's like whether like you want to land a job or you want to actually not to say or actually as if you couldn't do both but like landing a job um yeah it's just like some formal things i think a lot of times it's like all right well finding a good design program learning the basics right um i'm, I'm saying that but at the same time it's like as we as we continue on and, and evolve in our society, like we're seeing that, you know, there's some really great talents that emerge that like don't go to school and things like that. Um, but I would say, you know, those are, I would consider those people far and few between um, that are very like kind of like savant-like and just like, they just know and they just have this. I have a vision. The, the vision, right? <laughs> yeah. And they just have to get it out. And so they're gonna like get it out regardless of whether they go to school or not, they're gonna get it. But for a lot of us, you know, sometimes we have to develop that and hone that ourselves and stuff. So I think, you know, design programs are always really great. Um, but I say beyond that, like once you do that and learn the fundamentals, I think you have to have a good um, understanding of like, I think the world around you Mm -hmm. And be able to kind of see the white spaces, right? And it's very easy to be consumed by all the things that you just see. But it's like, well, how do you put out things and how do you create things that aren't yet, mm -hmm. you know, they're just not, they don't exist yet. And that's a lot tougher. And I think you kind of have to have a certain um, sensibility to just knowing what's there, but then also being aware of what's not there and being able to kind of play in that realm. Um, and that can be like a developed thing, I think, at times. And, and having a vision of, um, you know, and after being in the industry or after doing what you've been doing for a time, you know, you, you have to kind of, um, you know, like look at, look at what you're doing and figure out how you can kind of improve and figure out, um, you know, like, what what do you need to do to like elevate to the next level um so it's it's yeah i don't know if it's any one thing but i, I would definitely say at first like knowing the basics i think knowing mm -hmm. what rules there are before you break them and and then figuring out what your like what's your thing like what's what's what unique things do you like and figuring out how you can kind of concoct all those things that inspire you and like how can that become something that is original that no one else is kind of doing that's great so now i have two more real questions before i get into the ridiculous questions okay um <laughs> what is your <laughs> when I, I find like whenever i start laughing at a question usually people are like oh, what's this bullshit what you're about to say <laughs> uh what is your best and worst fashion moment like for you like it, it could be from the standpoint of like you designed something that didn't really go well or something that's like yo i thought this fit was going to be fire it was it was it was trash everything i put on is fire no um <laughs> see same energy <laughs> same energy um i'm trying to think i, I don't know that i can no losses <laughs> no no i definitely take i mean oh no okay no i remember this okay so I had, I, so I went to design school in Philly, um, Art Institute of Philadelphia, and I had a roommate. He was a fashion designer, and uh, and he he was making this like he made his little beanie. He made his little beanie, and it was like this red beanie, and honestly, it had like little polka dots on it. For whatever reason, I don't know if it was because that was my guy, and it was just like you made this thing. I want I want to rock, and I was just like I would rock this little beanie thing. Yeah. And I thought I was, I was like, yeah, I got, you know, I, I, whatever my fit was, like, it was cool. I remember I had some, like, black and red phone posits, and I was just like, yo, this red matches the red of my hat. Like, you know, we coordinating out here. It's cool. <laughs> and I, we, went to this, we went to this house party in Philly, and uh, I was in the kitchen or whatever, and you know, people had been drinking. And I'll never forget, like, this girl he was talking to, 
she was like drunk a little bit <laughs> and she was just like clowning me. <laughs> and she said, I, I, I remember her, I think she said like, I look like one of the seven dwarfs or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, yo. And I was like, you know, I wasn't at the point now where I am where I'm kind of like, nah, if I like this, like, yeah. I like this. I wasn't that person yet. So I was like, Man, all right. Taking a hat off. <laughs> I never wore that hat again. I took that hat off for the rest of the house party. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Uh, so I guess that was the L there. But I think I think the real L was me just like just succumbing to her judgment. Yeah. Like I should have just been like, nah, this is fire. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I remember that one. That one, yeah, that still hurts a little bit. But um, and then I don't know. What's a, a my best moment? Yeah, well, just, or one of the moments that stick out as like, yo, this is a highlight. Oh man, I don't even. Ah, I don't. Recent. I had to be some recent. I don't. I'll say for me, I'll say this is a highlight. It, I don't even know if anyone even complimented me about it. I mean, people have always said nice things, but I think. So there was like just for a long time when I was in school and the same time in Philly, there's this brand called Vism, and my boy actually put me onto it. And they, they like this brand is like Japanese based, and they make these like these like moccasins basically, mm-hmm. right? But they're just, these shoes are like they're like seven hundred dollars. So I used to be like, man, that's crazy. But like when I get on, I'm gonna get a pair. <laughs> yeah. And I think and I remember I'll never forget I was in Japan, I was in Tokyo for work. And um, we kind of had this really busy schedule, and I know this sounds really like contentious, like yeah, I was in Tokyo. Sake, yeah, sake. But no, but we were, you know, we we had this very like, like kind of like planned out schedule of things we wanted to do, and I was like, yo, there's no way I'm gonna be over here and not try and go to like Harajuku, and. Or and, and try and get to um, or like Shibuya and go to one of the stores because there was like a Vism store yeah. and I was like I gotta go I want to I want to go and I remember going and trying on the shoes in, in person and, and like buying them and I was just for me that was like a highlight I was like wow like I've got these these Grails and you know yeah. and also they were cheaper when you buy them in uh, the country as opposed to trying to get them here so yeah that was a highlight for me. Yeah, I I have my Japanese trip in mind. I've done my test one. It, it, it did not involve fashion. It's involved culture. Yeah. Uh, so I watch a lot of wrestling. Um, okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, they came here. Well, they came to Long Beach for their the first time in the U.S. in their forty five year history a couple of years back. Oh wow! So me and my man's we went out there. We marked out, and then we went to like Little Tokyo. We had some sushi that was a little sus. We got <laughs> we, we got we got uh, we got racially profiled, which was hilarious because I was just like I'm from Baltimore. I don't right. I don't I ignore jaywalking. Yeah. So now it's like that's the the the, the appetizer for the real Japanese trip. I'm gonna go to a sumo hall. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with I might. I told my girl I'm gonna get a Yakuza tattoo. She was oh, like, wow. "You are bugging." Are, so, yeah, <laughs> a Yakuza tattoo. Aren't those like the full body joints? Well, you know, you gotta live a life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, those the, 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 the body suit joints. Like they're like that's a that's an art form in itself, man. Those are get the whole back covered. Yeah, the whole back. It's like everything, like yeah. the arm, and it's like like it's like a suit. I mean, I'll, I'll be that the six foot four, three hundred pound Yakuza that doesn't speak any Japanese. That's fire, bro. I'm here for it. It's, you just look. I'm with it. Now, this is this is a ridiculous question. This is going to be the last one before I get to the rapid fire ones. Describe your approach to design, but as a song. Ooh. I, and I know that is is a wild one, but I think I read something in, in the research that you're a bit of a music person. Ooh. Des- Ooh, ah man. Um, or you can design, you can describe your approach as maybe 
you know what? I, I take the same approach that this musician might take. Okay, I like that. Um, because the song is hard. The song is really hard, actually. Yeah, it's like just like it's like we talking mixtapes. We talking yeah. like B sides. I'm gonna go artist. I'm gonna go artist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> man, even okay. <laughs> That's good. This is gonna be interesting. I think. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Because whatever I say, I'm just like, man, someone's gonna be like, what are you like, talking bro? about? Like, like bro, you sure? No, like, <laughs> what are you saying? So, so there's like what I am in my mind, and then what what might be the actual reality and like the the hit. Uh, Feel free to go super specific. It's like, yeah, I'm future, but from 2015. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, man, this is tough. I want to say. So my one of my favorite artists. I mean, I do love Kendrick Lamar, but I would not go as far as to say like I'm the Kendrick Lamar for what design because I'm I, I don't think that. But I think in terms of like maybe early because like early Kendrick was like I mean he was it was just very different. I, I remember when people like were not on it at all. I remember when I first was in the Kendrick, I was like his rap cadence is weird. I didn't appreciate it because he was like the only one doing that. I was like, this is weird. Oh, you're probably talking 2010, 2011. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It was just like, you know. And like, I remember that whole, like, rigor mortis. I was like, I was like, this is d- yeah, dumb, yeah. but it's weird. Like, We're from a similar tribe. Go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, um, I would say early Kendrick in, in terms of like kind of doing things that feel a little different and a little like maybe weird a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but not people aren't necessarily caught on to it all the way, so yeah. it's just like okay, um, yeah. But then at the same time, I think there's like a level of like it's like that mixed with like a level of a little bit of like Drake in there, and I'm only saying that because <laughs> they they're, they kind of contrast. And now Drake obviously is like the hit maker, hit after hit, and he mm-hmm. can do no wrong. And so that part of him is not what I'm talking about because I I can do wrong. Um, but my part, my, what I'm saying about him is that he's an artist that's kind of like, at the same time, like kind of generic in a way. Where like, yeah, everyone yeah. just kind of likes, it. like you just kind of like it. And so there's a combination of like, I think my process can be like, sometimes I can do things that are just like really kind of weird and funky. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the Fat Tire would be like one of these projects kind of like, it's kind of like a beautiful, ugly shoe kind of. It's like, to me, it's like it's, you know, it's kind of weird. But then at the same time, I can do stuff that's very just like, oh, yeah, I get it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it makes sense. It's balanced. It, it works. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it feels like, you know, we concocted this thing to, to be a hit. Um, so I'd say a combination of those two. Perspective. Yeah. I, I, I have a thing for those, like, I've I've only owned two pairs of New Balances that don't really fit the Baltimore mode. I I've never had any of those. Really? Predi- like I've never had them. Nine, twos and Never had them. Wow. Okay. Never had them. Um, I will say the most expensive, like, the most expensive shoe I bought when I was younger were the, like, I think it was the Air Max Duncans. Like, okay. The ones my dad was like, these look like Gorilla Palms. And I was like, <laughs> they're ugly, but they're great. They're yeah. mine. And yeah. it, it was like, and it was hard finding size 13s at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, I always gravitate towards, no, nah, nobody else is wearing these. Fantastic. Let me strap these on my feet. All right. So now I get to the rapid fire questions. I got, I got six questions for you. Okay. Um, Hold on. What are the rules for rapid for the rapid? So the rapid fire questions. Uh, you don't have to provide any extra context unless you really want to. Okay. So I might ask you, what's your favorite song, and you just answer it. Uh, literally, the answer it is what it is. I said what I said. Okay. All right. First one. Favorite fashion memory, and I feel like this is a little repetitive, but favorite fashion memory. Yeah, I'm just gonna stick with. Uh 
yeah. in those those Japan. prisms. Yeah. Um, do you have a style icon, and if so, who is it? Mm, multiple, but the one that comes in mind right now, uh, I'm a stan. I, I, I think Salehi Benberry is, is is great, and I think just because of his originality and he's just like doing his thing unapologetically, and it just happens to everybody fucks with it. So it's I just love that. Dream project. Mm. Man. Honestly, I think my dream project would be something that's not related to like footwear at all. I do love music, so if I ever I was one I want to make a song. Okay. That's like a dream project. Like to and, and for it to be just something that I just think is really dope. Yeah. Uh out of the shoes that you've let's just go with the fat tire for sake of argument. What is your this and this might be rough because they're like your it could be like someone's kids. What is your favorite colorway of the fat tires? Oh, uh, the Mocha Rose is probably my favorite. That's okay. out. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, stroking, we got some stroking my chin right here. Yeah, I'll show you after the uh, okay. after we're done with this. Some new uh, ones. Name another fat tire. I don't even know. That this means. is a trick question. Name another fat tire. Don't even know what that means. It's a it's a beer also called a fat tire. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, okay. I'm a nerd. I drink, I drink beer. I don't have to tell you. Uh, this is the last one I have. Um, hmm. Which athlete has the best sneakers in terms of form and function? Like, yo, this is fire, and they're great to work out and ball and whatever. What comes to mind for you? What athlete? Mm. What's up? Okay. Past, present. I'm going to say some of the past stuff is probably more functional. Uh... My, my my first answer is going to be, I'm going to go Kyrie. Okay. I think he has, so that's a really good balance. I mean, yeah, a lot of people like to ball on those. Yeah, I like the the different colorways that, that came out, too. I want to say, like, I think the most recent joints that came out, I was like, okay, I could, I could, I could work in those. Yeah. I just remember it was one time I made the Cardinal Sin because I have kind of whitish feet, mm-hmm. and I bought some Adidas but some, uh, I think it was like these dark rose joints, like maybe the first ones. And mm. I was like, these are narrow. I couldn't wear them. And I waited because I have a habit. Yeah. And this is what I'm happen- what's happening right now. So I've technically not tried on the fat tires. They're just in there. I was like, these are too fresh. That's, that's literally what I said. And I was like, so I've always had this approach of just kind of sitting on sneakers. Yeah. And when people say, it's like, where are you them from? I'm like, oh, these old things? I like to do that. <laughs> and, um, because that, that just comes from my streetwear days and listening to a lot of currency. Yeah. Uh, so that's when it burnt me. It's just like, you didn't know what he's fit. You couldn't even return them, dummy. Right. <laughs> so that's all the questions that I had. I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast. Um, tell the five folks where to check out more of your work, your social media, all of that good stuff. And again, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, I'm on the gram. It's... Uh... Let me see, because I'm changing my name. I don't even know what it is on there. It's so it's my name, but it's like the kind of phonetical breakdown. So it's Y U R underscore R E E underscore M I L E. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of really just like post my work, um, and yeah, that's pretty much how I am. I try and like kind of minimize my like s- social media presence to a degree because I think it can take over our, our lives too much, and so yeah. Um, but yeah, you can. I definitely I do post my work there. Um, 
And yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So uh, I, I, LinkedIn is like the professional, like, I don't know, Twitter for me. I, I, I do like being on LinkedIn. I've, I've stalked all of these things. Yeah. Okay. In, yeah. in terms of research. Okay. I, pr- I appreciate that. Yeah, Diligent. So, uh, for your email, thank you. Thank I you. am Rob Lee saying that there are shoes, fashion, just just fire fits, in and around your city. You just got to look for it.